going on, everybody? My name is LJ, and you are listening to the Geeks Under Grace podcast. Uh, filling in for Cody Armour, who is sick today. He can barely talk. And I am here with Joe Morgan. Yeah, Zooks. And Shelly Waltar. Hello. Awesome. So we're going to talk about a few different things today. We're going to talk about uh, Boss Key shutting down, a uh, personal favorite company of mine and Joe's. We're also going to talk about the Predator trailer and more details on what that looks like. And then the television season for spring is coming to a close, and so we'll talk about all the renewals and cancellations there, because uh, there is a lot. So uh, we also do have a Twitter question from last week that we're going to try our best to answer. I think I might have a little bit of insight on that on a recent experience. But um, it's definitely a tough one, but uh, we're going to get it answered anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, so we will start off geeking out about gaming. Joe, what you been playing? Uh, I finally went back and finished Horizon Zero Dawn. I was like three or four missions from the end of that and finally wrapped up that story. Cool. And then uh, spent some time playing Destiny 2 Warmind DLC. I wasn't planning to, but my brother and, and buddy wanted to, and we'd already paid for it, so we did Right, might as well. <laughs> I got um, started a little bit uh, playing. I needed to finish the Curse of Osiris stuff with... I finished it with Anna and Jamie the other night, but I haven't okay. played it yet. <laughs> but I've been getting back into it a little bit. And I don't have any of the DLC, so. <laughs> oh, well. Probably for the best. I, I think yeah. Osiris is legitimately a cool character, and his story is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the Warmind DLCs, whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm playing a little bit right now, but it's because I'm one achievement shy of having Aww. everything in the game. And so it's... I like if I sit down for 15 minutes after the podcast tonight, I'll have that achievement and be done with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want to grind a little bit just so that we can try doing that horde mode that they've added in. Oh hmm. yeah, is that like the um, oh what was that one from the first game where you can like it's like the guy had the arenas and stuff. Yeah, uh, the, I can't. That first one had like three waves that you could do. I think. Yeah, yeah, I can't this remember one, the name of it. This one goes up to like seven waves. The recommended oh. light level for this, though, is is 370 to even start it. Wow, that's crazy. And I've got, as, as of finishing the story, I'm at 341 with my main. Oh, wow. That's nice. a titan, so I'll have to do I, a little bit of grinding. You got some grinding to do. <laughs> I don't think the mine is even at 300 yet. I don't remember. Well, I don't need the DLC. It's harder. So yeah, yeah. With, the, with the expansions, they raised the level cap to thirty, yeah. and mm-hmm. the light level. I don't know what the cap on it is. Maybe four hundred. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. But yeah, like they recommended three seventy before you even really get into it. So I'm playing with an alt, trying to finish that achievement, and then I might go back and grind some of that so we can try that out. But no promises. <laughs> Uh, I'm also playing AO International Tennis. Got a review copy of that, so I'm trying to play a little of that so I can get that review up on the site. Been a while since I played a tennis game. Yeah, I used to remember, uh, what was it, Dreamcast had like Virtua Tennis or something? Yes. That game was cool. And I remember playing Virtua Tennis in the arcade like at at our local movie theater in high school. Uh Only tennis I'll play play is Wii Sports. 
Or Mario Tennis. Although, yeah, Mario Tennis is on the docket, I think. I mean, didn't they show that <laughs> off in the treehouse? Yeah, it's and, coming out like in a month, I think. And it's got a Wii Tennis mode, best yeah. I remember from what they showed. Oh my gosh. So it's going <laughs> to have I'll like the it. crazy, yeah, it's going to have like the crazy over the top Mario stuff where you can like smash a fireball or a piranha plant or whatever. Yeah. But it's going to have the waggle mode too so that you could use the the Switch Joy-Cons as tennis remotes. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But AO International Tennis is it's a pretty good simulation tennis game. I'm having fun with it. Created a new character. It's got a whole big character creator in a career mode. You nice. can do the Australian Open. I mean, it's got like Rafael Nadal and a bunch of the the big names. That's legit. In there. Is I was gonna say is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. That, that's <laughs> Tiger's not in this one. <laughs> I thought it might as well. He ask. just missed the cut, I guess. Uh, <laughs> rip. Uh, I've not tried it online yet, but I'll try it online. Uh, it's it's <laughs> long though. I sat down to play the first game of a tournament, the first match, I guess, uh-huh. and got to the third set and was like, okay, this is wearing on me a little bit. Uh, I yeah. played like thirty games, not thirty, but I played like. <laughs> Well, no, close to 30 games at that point already, so... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's long. Uh, Finally, I... I I sat down to play a little Nier Automata. So did I. (laughs) And I I was like three hours into the game Uh and spent an hour and a half running around finishing the two side quests I'd left a year ago. Wow. So I don't know where I'm at or what I'm doing. I feel very confused. (laughs) <laughs> by everything. Mm-hmm. And I've been told that I should just wax it all and start over, but I remember that intro being something I didn't want to play through again. So That intro it wasn't that bad. Like I I didn't die during the intro at all and I I mean I got through it just fine. I mean I know it's it's pretty lengthy. It's like you gotta get through it and it's got all those weird modes, like the shoot 'em up style and it's got like yeah. a side scroller thing and yeah, it's, it wasn't so bad. But if you did die at the beginning, you're going to have to start and run the whole thing over. Oh, so yes. There's no See, save until after that. Yeah. I, I must have got really lucky then, or I'm really good at it. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah. So Cool. Uh, and I finished The Office, finally. The Office is completely said and done. I, I've watched all eight or nine seasons. I think that was for TV, but... <laughs> oh, Shoot. Yeah, I'm still used to the old format. Uh, yeah. Joe, sorry. No. I did it. I ruined it all. No, you didn't. How that's dare right. you? <laughs> the office is great. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it for me though. Cool. Uh, so you've been, been doing any gaming, Shelly? Uh, no. I sad. Um, but uh, the only gaming I've really done, I got the Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle demo. Yeah. I okay. haven't even fought any battles in it yet i downloaded it i was uh-huh. walking around the lobby and then i had to go do my next thing i had to do and i haven't been able to actually fight so yeah yeah um so, <laughs> so what it Blaze is blue that's a 2d fighter right yeah yeah so what it is is um they're mixing a bunch of franchises and i don't recognize one of them but there's there's blaze blue there's the persona uh persona 4 stuff because they made that persona 4 arena yeah and then uh, there's Ruby characters. For some reason, they uh, brought Ruby in there. Which is why uh, I'm interested. The <laughs> only reason. Yeah. I've never played Persona or any other Blaze Blue games. So, 
Yeah, and it's it's cool. Like it, uh, there's like three tracks in there um, for from the show, and so that that was really cool. Like I don't, I play every time I play a stage, I just put the Ruby music on because I'm like I don't care about anything else. Um, but what's cool about that, real quick, is um, they uh, the way the characters interact, like they'll comment on each other. So I put Ruby with the main guy. I forget his name from Persona Four, and. Uh, she makes some comment like, oh, there's another enemy. And then he's like, and he's like, no worries with your uh, semblance and my persona. He's like, we'll handle this. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That is cool. Yeah. Huh. So I, like I love that. how they comment on it. Uh, yeah. So it kind of reminds me. I love when games do that. It was kind of like uh, back in the old days when Ryu and Ken used to fight in Street Fighter, how they do like the fist bump and then bounce back and fight. Yeah. 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 Doesn't so. uh, Injustice 2 have some good lines too? Yes, that's oh, what I, I've seen like a video great. of it, and I'm like, "Wow, this is great!" <laughs> yeah, that's another of my favorites. Um, uh, yeah, but I have not actually played any games, unfortunately. <laughs> cool, I at do least not do have time. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for me, in the gaming front, I finally finished God of War. Yay! Oh, and there you go. Without saying much, like. I'm I'm not afraid to say like that game definitely made me uh, tear up a couple times. Yes, <laughs> it's just so good. I know I I made comments about the pacing before, but it was just this one particular section at the beginning of the game that just felt kind of slow to me. But after that, it picks right up and gets right into gets right back into the action. So mm. I'm enjoying it. And then uh, the other thing I've been playing for a review is Conan Exiles. Um, not Conan O'Brien Exiles. Um, we mentioned it last week on the podcast. Oh yeah. Um, so is is that a like arc? Yes, and see that's where I kind of like I I get I'm kind of a fan of the Conan universe because my brother and I have like used to watch the original movies. Uh, the problem is is there's not as much personality as Arc. Like Arc's hook is dinosaurs. Uh, Conan's hook of that game is like combat. And then uh, there's a thing that I'm kind of, I've kind of become convicted by is uh, you can get what are called thralls. Yeah. And they're basically like slaves. Okay. And you can have them do stuff and like for you and fight for you and stuff like that. But there's like a way you have to get them like to like punish them and stuff. And uh, you can play the game without that. But I personally just for the sake of it being what it is, I've, I've decided to avoid that aspect of it. Okay. But I mean, it's like the combat's fun. It's a decent game, but um, just isn't it lacks the personality that that uh, arc has. I think. Huh. Um, but okay. I've I've enjoyed my time, and um, that's about it. All I've done for gaming. So, uh, what do we got for the gaming news, Joe? All right, gaming news this week. Uh, so there's a Castlevania style game called Bloodstained that we all thought was supposed to be out pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's done by the guy that originally did the Castlevania games, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Well, so, footage came out for a video that's actually going to be an 8-bit companion piece to that. Yeah. And uh, it's coming out May 24th. I think it's called Sta- uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah. Ritual of the Night is the one that everybody paid money for on the yeah. Kickstarter. So Ritual of the Night, I think, is supposed to be more like Symphony of the Night. And okay. Which I think it... it I, I don't know too much about it, but I don't know if it's got like that free room aspect. Um, but obviously the title is a play on Symphony of the Night. And, uh, right. 
Curse of the Moon, I think, is supposed to be more Ron, geared it, geared towards like the original games, Castlevania games. Okay. And then yeah, there's actually there was a game called on Game Boy called Circle of the Moon for Castlevania. Okay. There's <laughs> it's definitely got an eight bit look, but you it looks like you can rotate rotate through three or four different playable characters that oh, all cool. have different skills and abilities. So it's it's cool. going to be a lot of skill rotating, like character rotating to puzzle yeah. solve and stuff like that. Yeah, makes sense. Looks neat though. Cool. I haven't seen an eight bit game. I mean, it looks like an NES game straight up. <laughs> so yeah, it's like those are back in style out. or something. They're getting there, aren't they? Nostalgia is in right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week, a bunch of so Walmart Canada accidentally yeah. unveiled a big bunch. They spilled the beans on a bunch of stuff that's going to be at E three. One of those things was Rage Two from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Bethesda's, they kind of came out and poked fun a little bit and said, no, you got the <laughs> color scheme all wrong for the box art and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> You're not even using the right logo. <laughs> it was all placeholder stuff. There was no logo or box art. Yeah. That's cool. But they've released an official trailer for it. That, I mean, it was just a trailer trailer. Yeah. They said that I think later this week, probably by the time the podcast goes up, a gameplay trailer will be out, so you'll be able to actually oh, see wow. gameplay footage. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard for me to care when things like Borderlands 3 were on that list, and I'm like, oh, I just want more Borderlands. Borderlands is going to be good. I, I enjoyed the original Rage. It yeah, was a, Ra- a Rage weird, was good. I mean, it was a mix between kind of like Borderlands and Doom yeah. and Mad Max. Yeah, so. that's, a, that's a nice combination for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the big news for the week. Boss Key Productions, the ones that made Lawbreakers and Radical Heights, yes, have announced they are closing their doors. Oh. That's a huge bummer to me. <laughs> well, that's Cliff Blazinski. That's the guy that created Gears of War, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, more importantly to me, I mean, we've talked about it before, it was Lawbreakers. Yeah. Like, they spent three years making Lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. It tanked so fast because it was being compared to Overwatch. Yeah. That's just Hilarious. unfortunate. <laughs> like, it's super I remember, unfortunate. I remember playing that like the two weeks before uh, I went to PAX. And then by the time I got back from PAX, like that Tuesday, it was already like pretty much dead, which was, which was sad. Yeah. Um, it was being compared to Overwatch, mm-hmm. which isn't really accurate. They had four or five archetypes. Yeah, I but totally everybody agree. was like, "Oh, you've got the healer, and you've got the this, and you've got the that." It's like, but they didn't have the personality of Overwatch characters. You know, every single character is a very distinct yeah. character, right? And they didn't really have that with with Lawbreakers. Yeah, and then um, then they just released Radical Heights too, right? Yes, uh, Radical Heights went into early access. Was there for about six weeks, and I think it's still. They said it's still going to be up for a few more weeks yeah. on the servers. But yeah, they said it was too little, too late. <laughs> yeah. Not not enough, not fast enough, and they're shutting the doors. Yeah. Cliff said that he was going to take some time off, be with his family, and uh, and kind of reevaluate everything. Yeah, I, I tweeted him a screenshot of that S plus rank I got playing uh, Lawbreakers one time, and was like, "Hey, you know, like sad to see, sad to see you guys go." So I think <laughs> the the problem in my mind is that it was. It was designed for people from our generation, LJ, yeah. guys that grew up on 
you know, like Quake. Quake Three and Unreal Tournament, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and and I thought it was great for what it was, but times have changed, and he built a game that wasn't with that, you know. Right, I agree. Trying and then, to go for that retro, and um, then yep. things like Quake Champions are suffering because of that too. Yeah. Yep. So that's it for the game news. Uh, cool. Pull list this week's got some interesting notes on it. Yeah. Detroit Become Human comes out this week. I didn't. I thought that wasn't until like the twenty fifth or something, but I guess I was wrong. I may have looked at that incorrectly. I believe that's this week though. When I was looking at it earlier. Because that's uh, a that's a big one. That's the uh, <laughs> same people yeah. who did Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain, yeah. Those. Two. I played the demo this weekend, and it was kind of one of those games I was kind of sitting on the fence on. And um, I played it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" Because you have the branching paths, and you can replay them again. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It was that scene from E3 with the hostage situation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. I- yeah, I just double checked. It comes out Friday, the eighteenth. Wow! Yeah, oh, that's, that's all right. Cool. I'm gonna have to grab it. <laughs> uh, is that also just, coming out. Sorry, is that just for PS4? Yes. No, or it is. is? It? Oh, yeah. Uh. It's a. It's a exclusive. It's a Quantic Dream. David Cage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I thought that that would be a PC game as well. Nah, I, I Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. I don't think have came to. Uh, You're right, those were PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. I mean, I think older games of his, like Indigo Prophecy, like came to other platforms, but that was about it. Which reminds me, if you're interested in checking out the stuff that Quantic Dream does, one of their f- free PS Plus games this month is Beyond Two Souls. Yep. Oh, okay. I haven't played it yet, but I have it downloaded for sure. Yeah. Um, Dragon Crown Pro, Dragon's Crown Pro also comes out this week. That's a good game. That is a really outlandish 2D beat em up. <laughs> Some yeah. of the character designs are over the top, we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe be aware that there's probably some hypersexualized characters in there. It's more like tur- uh, turbo hyper. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, all over the place. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux comes out this week. I think that's a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. I think it is, too. And then Wizard of Legend and Fox and Forests, which are both indie games, are making their way out this week. Cool. So yeah. that's it for gaming. All right. So what do we got for movies, uh, geeking out-wise? I didn't watch any movies this week. <laughs> I again. watched the ending of Winter Soldier again because really? someone was watching it and I was like, oh, I want to watch too. But I only watched like the last half hour. But I just forget that movie is so good. That's one of my favorite Marvel movies. It reminds me of like a born like identity yeah. kind of style, like cons- like conspiracy like spy thriller kind of thing it's just funny i think it's hard to compare it to marvel movies now because Mm. it came out you know and watching the end credits and everything too i was like oh my gosh they're just introducing like the twins because this was before ultron (laughs) um oh and it's just crazy how when people talk about marvel now it's always guards of the galaxy ragnarok of course infinity war and they all have their own sort of feel and thing but i think with winter soldier 
you know, just the way that they were going with something else. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but um, I just, it's weird to compare, I guess, Winter Soldier to movies, Marvel movies now, because they've taken movies such a different track, which, and they're yeah. both good. I'm not complaining, but uh, <laughs> it's just, it was yeah, an interesting it, observation for me. It's a totally different phase because they they rolled out all the new characters now at this point. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's where their focus has gone. Definitely. But Mm -hmm. I think that's all I watched. I watched The Incredibles again and got very excited for Incredibles 2. Yeah, I've been considering watching that again myself. It was just on TV one day and I'm like, sure, let's watch it. And (laughs) I was just referencing it the whole time and uh, so close to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, Well, for me personally, uh, I've watched a few things. Uh, I watched uh, Batman Ninja. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was, I forgot that came out. It was pretty good. I know Cody has watched it as well. Um, the way he described it was it's so Japanese. And, like, that's like that's a, a good thing. Like, there's just so many, like, tropes, like, anime tropes. Um, mm-hmm. Without spoiling how crazy it gets, um, it gets very, like, like super sentai with, like, mechs and stuff. It, it's crazy. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not a spoiler, but okay, um, like Joker and I think well, Grodd's like a huge point of it, but they all all the villains have these like castle fortresses. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! <laughs> and so like it ends up turning into like a like a war almost t- towards the end. Uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I hope I didn't give the entire movie away, but it it's You're really supposed cool. to say spoiler alert first. Yes, I am supposed to say. Um, <laughs> But the plot line is, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious that Batman gets transported back into feudal Japan. Yeah. And along with that, you know, he meets, obviously, you see in the trailers, you see Robin and all the other villains and stuff. Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to watch, uh, apparently, uh, the subtitled version is different. Like, if you watch it in Japanese. Oh. uh, Because there are, like lines of dialogue that change pretty frequently like stuff like important stuff like um there's a monologue at the beginning and apparently it's a totally different character than oh. what it is in the english version are the is the animation is it animated to uh have japanese or english or could you tell oh uh, like i actually didn't even think about that um or like like whether it's like straight up dubbed Right, because, I mean, sometimes I'm watching anime, and sometimes it's really obvious, and sometimes it's definitely not, so I was just curious. I've never thought about that, but it's got the creators, the, the guys that made it are all, the, um, apparently they're notable, uh, like, people from, like, that have done anime and stuff. Okay. okay. Um, but it's got, like, that 3D, it's got a little bit of that 3D animation, like, like a lot of anime are doing these days. Um, but it's cool. Um, okay, well, now that I've given away a bunch of Batman Ninja, um... <laughs> The other thing that I'm I watched is actually for uh, I'm gonna be on a podcast uh, that comes out next week um, with um, some friends of mine at uh, the Retro Rewind podcast. I think I mentioned this to you guys a couple weeks ago. Um, but the movie, like what they do is they rate movies nostalgic, uh, classic, or tragic. And so this episode was for the movie Dragonheart. It was the one with Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery did the voice of the dragon. Oh. Um, Came out in '96. <laughs> I was gonna say I've not even I've never seen that. <laughs> Wait, you've never seen Dragonheart? No, I, no. 
Sorry, oh. Joe. <laughs> and my constant <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Dragonheart's a pretty good movie. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a neat a concept. Fun movie. Um, for my official rating, or for the their official rating, I guess uh, our audience will have to go and check it I out. I was going to say, don't out. give it away here yet. Yeah, I mean, my personal, like, I... I the idea is that you're supposed to have a prediction before you watch the movie. Okay. And then, uh, so at the end of the movie, you're supposed to like decide like what, like what it really is. And then, so at the end, like, so, uh, the host Francisco and his co-host Paul, they, um, they're on it and usually have one or two guests. And so what we'll do is we'll compile up the votes and, uh, they'll give, it'll be their official rating for their podcast. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's fun taking notes and stuff, talking about likes and dislikes. Um, so yeah, um, and it comes out the same day as our podcast does. Okay. And they do, they do theirs every other week. So, okay. Um, so their, the episode won't be out this week, but it'll be out the next. Cool. But, uh, that is what I have done in the movie world. And, uh, so what kind of news is going on in the movie world? Yeah. So at the top of the show, we mentioned the Predator. If you haven't yep. seen the trailer for The Predator, go out and watch it. It's very good. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I've never watched The Predator <laughs> or any of the original Predator movies, so I'm not sure if I have a good opinion on it, but it looks interesting <laughs> from my opinion. You've never seen a Predator movie either? <laughs> I know. I, I told you I'm a constant disappointment, Joe. You can't expect these things from me. you got to remember, she was uh, born in a different... A different time and a different time. world. And I, a different... I was trying to figure out how to say that in a polite way, but yeah. No, I definitely was born in a different time. That's no joke. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so trailer's interesting. Uh, there's also some more news about the Predator. They're reportedly going to feature different types of the Predator, which is really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, it's going to be a soft reboot. It's not going to be an entirely new reboot. But from what I've read... They're going to acknowledge that the other movies happened. They're going to say, oh, yeah, we've dealt with this sort of thing before. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe even drop some names. But, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think? Like Dutch. It looks fun. I guess I probably have the most Predator knowledge <laughs> out of out of us because um, that's another movie franchise that uh, my family's been a fan of. Me and my brother just soak it all up. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for it. It looks like these variations are going to be from like different planets they've all been on before. Yeah, in the uh, trailer they even mention every planet they go to they upgrade. Yeah, so. and then so in, in one of the Aliens versus Predator movies and in the comics, uh, they have a what's called a Pred Alien, and it's a, a Predator crossed over with in, uh, with a Xenomorph from the Alien franchise. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I don't. That's think they're terrifying. Bring that back. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's nuts. Um. So there's supposed to be like a 10 foot tall predator I saw uh, that they were talking about in the new movie. Um, but I'm a huge fan of it and I'm going to go see it regardless. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's bad. Aren't um, the predators like they they pick a planet and then they they have to conquer everything on that planet, right? Uh, I, I forget. Um, they usually send... Um, it's like a last like, man standing, like King of the Hill sort of thing. It's usually um, like individual. Like they send, send, like obviously that's why most of the time it's it's one. Yeah. Um, but like they've... In, I'm getting so much lore mixed up because there's comics and, and actual novels and everything. Um, so there's various reasons. Um, 
but it's usually because of like a ritual or like a hunt in particular sometimes. Yes. Um, but this movie in particular is supposed to explain um, why they've been going back to Earth specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what their excuse is. Um, that trailer, though, I thought it was really crazy how the kid had like the wrist. He went, like he picked the up the wrist thing out of that box. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for it. And uh, I'll be going to watch that for sure. Cool. The next bit of news is for DC, and it's on... So, Mar- uh, Margot Robbie, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say her name, Harley Quinn, she's been talking yeah. about wanting to get a sort of girl gang movie together with DC yeah. female uh, heroes, heroines, and villains. Um, and this may be it, Birds of Prey. It's going to probably start filming in 2019. And so it's going to be... The same Harley Quinn, you know, because it's Mario Robbie still. It's going to be the same Harley Quinn from yeah. Suicide Squad. It's different than Suicide Squad 2, but it's probably going to be, you know, in the same universe. Um, yeah. Sort of um, a spinoff of a what spinoff. What this was supposed to be <laughs> was, uh, there was that Gotham City Sirens thing. Yes. That they kept on talking about. And then they also kept on talking about, um, uh, there was supposed to just be a Harley Quinn movie in general. And I think yeah. these two, this movie's a merger of that. So, um, what I was reading is that they're supposed to introduce Batgirl uh, through this movie. Okay. And it's supposed to be Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Huntress, and Black Canary. Yeah. Are, are Who's the Huntress? Four. Huntress is a... She's just another DC... Um, I thought she was a villain, but I think she's... She's probably been both. But she's been in the Arrow and stuff like that. And, okay. Cody uh, would know. Flare Yeah, Cody, yeah, Cody <laughs> would have all the info on that one. But yeah, she's been on Arrow... Um, and some some other things. Okay, yeah. So yeah. they're yeah talking about a all female cast or at least mostly female cast, which I think is super cool. So I'd be interested mm-hmm. in hearing more about this in the future. But I mean, filming twenty nineteen that's still a ways away. We don't really have a lot of news about that oh, yeah. yet. So I mean, we <laughs> hardly even know anything about Suicide Squad two. So, and I think that's supposed yeah. to be coming out much beforehand. Way beforehand, much before I can't speak. I can barely talk. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, our last bit of news is on <laughs> Monster Hunter movie. Yeah. First of all, if you didn't know, they're making a Monster Hunter movie. <laughs> this was news for me. It's fine, though. Um, but <laughs> Paul W.S. Anderson, he cast Mila Jovovich. Uh, Mia Jovovich. Be, yeah, to be in the Monster <laughs> Hunter movie. And she, if you don't know who she is, she was in all the Resident Evil movies. Every single one of them. Yes. That's that is not a feather in her cap. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's basically with this, we're now judging the Monster Hunter movie off of the Resident Evil movies, which is like okay, that's not great. But we also don't know a lot about the movie. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head when you said like that's what people are going to be judging this movie on now because. I mean, I understand, like, you know, some actors and some directors, they like working with certain people, like, they have good chemistry with, but um, the Resident Evil movies have not really been the greatest. Yeah. And how many At have least there been? There's a lot, right? Several. There's like seven of them. There's, like, uh, seven or eight of them. At least this one isn't being done by Uva Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> 
he's done some terrible movies. Uh, he's yeah. known for making terrible video game movies. There's a there's a movie, uh, Dungeon Siege, uh, Blood Far Rain Cry. was one of them. Far- yeah, Far Cry. Wait, yeah. Far Cry a, movie. There was a Far Cry movie. Or there is yeah, a don't, Far Cry don't, movie. Yeah, don't 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 look it up. Oh, it was oh. it was Uva Bowl. Don't well, don't look don't it up. get it confused I, with. Uh, <laughs> There was a prequel short for Far Cry 5. Don't get it confused with that. <laughs> no, okay. the, the proper Far Cry movie isn't yes. properly a, Far, a Far Cry movie. That's okay. a Far Cry from being anything good. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's interesting. Yeah, so yeah. now that we're comparing with an evil Monster Hunter, it's just, it's already putting this picture of Monster Hunter as, you know, <laughs> scary and... Mm-hmm. Prison evilly when Monster Hunter isn't really like that. Uh, no, Monster Hunter is kind of upbeat and fun, and yeah. it's supposed to be like an Woo-hoo, epic. We're gonna go fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah. I think what I also read in the article was that uh, the Monster Hunter movie may involve this Monster Hunter parallel universe mixing in with the real world, and they put real oh, no. in parentheses. I don't know, or in a oh, quotation no. marks is what I meant. And so I have no idea if. Like, that just sounds not good, but we'll see. (laughs) They're already going down the road. There there needs to be palicos, and there needs to be a pig in pajamas in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I just, it's weird to think that there's a, on one hand, it's like, of course, the movie's not going to be good because most video game movies aren't good. But on the other hand, it's like Monster Hunter, I've never actually played any Monster Hunter games, but from what I know, you could pull some sort of plotline from it and still have it sort of related, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean it's, Monster Hunter World had a pretty good story, but by and large, it's just like, hey, here, here's these big monsters. We need to kill them yeah. so we can make I mean, our gear it's like, so that we can kill bigger monsters. It's kind of like making a Minecraft movie, which like people have kind <laughs> of done, but it sort of takes away from the game. So, I don't another, know. Another issue I have is that the world is just being introduced to Monster Hunter. Like, I mean, there's been plenty of games and stuff like that, but with uh the with like Monster Hunter World that just came out, it's like people are have just played that for the first time and they're going to see like, "Oh, there's a Monster Hunter movie coming out. I'm going to go check that out." And then it's not going to be anything they thought it would be. Yeah, this is yeah. somebody trying to make a cash grab. Yeah. It's just <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully, as we hear more news, things will look better. But as of right now, things are not good in yeah. that realm. Um, <laughs> I agree. But yeah, that's uh, all my movie news. So we can move on the TV. Cool. Alrighty. So um, what are you guys geeking at? Uh, well, Joe already said what he was geeking at. I already ruined it. Uh, Joe. So well, okay. So what do you? What do you uh, so have you seen The Office before? Or I had seen all but the last season. Uh, I kind of oh. gave up after a certain character left the show. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so this was my first time catching a lot of these episodes. I never even thought about them being on there. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a lot that happens in that last season. The last couple of them, like. Was yeah. it like three or four seasons after that character leaves? Was it that many? I it's think it was just one or two one, seasons. For sure. It's got to be three Okay, or four. it might have been... Man, really? <laughs> I don't think it was four. I think it was two or three. Yeah, it was two or three. But I'll it was give you two. I can't, I can't hardly imagine it being more than two. Yeah. <laughs> you had one season with Robert California as the manager. <laughs> Robert. Yeah. He's so And then you weird. had one season with uh, 
Andy. Kathy, oh, okay. There's, there's, that's right. Andy. I remember Kathy I, Bates uh, yeah. being involved in there, too. Yeah. Who's Kathy Bates? The actor the, that plays the, like, The fried green boss. tomatoes woman? I think so. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, she <laughs> yeah, was she played the, Joe, the... the she played yes. the uh, the owner of Saber. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. She yeah. was there quite a bit too. I think yes. that was mixed in with the Robert California stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I remember just the well. Actually, that may be considered spoilers. I don't know <laughs> the way that they wrote her out of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. hilarious. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some good um, characters in there though. It's it's yeah. fun, and the the last two or three episodes are fantastic. Man. Yeah. They really pay tribute to all the characters. They do yeah. a really good job with it. Yeah, what's great totally. about that show is that, you know, it's everyone loves it for, they're like, oh, it's so funny, but you get invested in these characters, and they do a really good job of showing the humanness in the characters and yeah. really pulling your heartstrings. Like, it's not just pure comedy. They, yeah, it's no, like, it's there's, not at all. It hits you, and you don't expect it, so they do a <laughs> yeah, really like, good job with that. Maybe two or three episodes from the end, they start like really pouring it on. Like, you know, they finish one episode, <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, "Wow, that was that was actually pretty heavy stuff." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, emotional investment and stuff. So, mm-hmm. stuff that was goofy earlier is, is no longer goofy. <laughs> no it's serious, longer. and, and yes. you feel for these characters because you've seen, you know, nine years worth of their lives. Yeah, they they really had a way of like, they uh, Steve Carell was almost, I mean, his character when when he goes like, that was almost perfect because, like, it lets you get familiar with the rest of them and it lets you like yeah. learn to love the rest of them. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, Ew. yeah, that's what I've done. Anyway. I, I watched, I've watched, uh, I guess technically the first half of Gurren Logon now. Oh, okay. I'm guessing it's the first <laughs> half because. When you start the second half, the main character is like ten years older. Yes, <laughs> I yes. fired up, and watched so, one episode, and I was like, "What happened so you, here?" <laughs> so you've already gotten to some of the crazy stuff, then. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's when it gets even. Boom! Just from there on, it's it's all uphill from there. Okay, that's usually <laughs> a bad thing if it's all uphill. <laughs> well, in a good way though. Okay. Just yeah. Keep it. It keeps going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, anyway, so what have you been watching, Shelly? I finished Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Nice. And I think after finishing that, I do. I can say I like it better than Zero, but I'm still really glad I watched Zero and then Unlimited Blade Works. I, I still think. need to watch Zero. <laughs> and I would understand it probably. Also, it's good to watch Zero after the limited braid works, but just, I don't know. I think either, both ways have their pros and cons. So, huh. I really appreciate the pros from doing it this way, but I can also understand watching Zero afterwards um, could hit you in different ways. So, right. sort yeah. of things where I noticed from the very beginning of a limited blade works and were like, oh my gosh, like this thing, because I knew it from Zero. Whereas if you watch it afterwards, like, you just don't know, and then all of a sudden you gotta go back to those characters and be just like, why? And I don't know. It's hard to explain. But I definitely <laughs> recommend watching Zero if you've watched Unlimited Blade Works and Unlimited Blade Works if you've watched Zero. So I, I think they're a, a pair. You should definitely watch both. Cool. So. And I watched 
the first episode of Apocrypha, and I already think I'm not going to like it as much, but I <laughs> that's a lot to say from one episode, so... Yeah, I think from, from the way Cody talked about it, it sounds like it gets good eventually. Yeah, I just, I don't know, <laughs> I get invested in characters, and that's why I love Zero and Unlimited Blade Works so much, is because you have characters in both, and you have family in both, and you understand all of these connections, and so this is entirely separate. I think that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know, but I know I'll probably <laughs> grow to like them. Most likely, but yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's all that is about. <laughs> awesome. Well, in the anime realm, I have been watching uh, a show called Megalobox. Uh, that, that's the is, boxing show. Yeah, it's oh, it's awesome. It's not really about like it. boxes. <laughs> no. Okay. A, like boxing the sport. Boxing. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Well, the tournament's called uh, it's called Megalonian, um, but what it is is um, it's called it's like a tech noir kind of thing. Uh, the boxers they wear what they call gear on their arms, and it's like attached to their bodies, and okay. so it's like real steel meets Rocky Balboa. Um, like all their obviously like all their punches hit harder, and just everything they do is like enhanced because of like the attachments. Yep. You punch um, a dude and you shatter his jaw through the back of his face. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, well, it's not... I wouldn't say it's that violent, but... Um, but yeah, that's the idea. It's like it's supposed to enhance the action. Uh, but it's a really cool uh, show so far. Um, it's like set in like a dystopian kind of setting. Um, but it follows this uh, character. His original name is... Uh, he goes by JD. He goes by Junk Dog. Um, but then, like, he works from his way from, like, underground fighting all the way into the tournament. And so he has beef with uh, who they call the champion. And it's supposed to be, like, an Ivan Drago type of guy. Like, he's supposed to be, like, super trained up and uh, just... Russian? Super... Yeah. Well, he's not Russian, but <laughs> he's just one of those guys who's, like, super deadly because he's, like, owned by the corporation. He's, like, the bodyguard for... Uh... Now I must break your gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's been super good. Um, it's had a little bit of elements of like, a little bit of like faith elements in it. Uh, cause one of the, the trainer, he has a cross that has a phrase in Spanish. He has it on his rear view mirror, rear, uh, rear view mirror. Uh, it's like a, a necklace. And so it's really cool. Like it always shoots back to that thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's kind of cool. Um, but, um, I've been doing some work with the anime department and just like to expand my writing skills and, uh. My uh, review of the first episode is out already. Uh, it's been out for a couple weeks. And uh, I will be doing a uh, season one review whenever the season wraps up. And I think we're about halfway through the season. So about six more episodes. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that is it for geeking out over the TV stuff. Um, so we'll uh, get through TV news uh, pretty quick here. Uh, the next piece we have um is on uh, john favreau's star wars series it's supposed to take place apparently before force awakens and seven years after return of the jedi that sounds about uh, right yes i think that's that's what i uh, read on that article um but yeah i mean i put that in there because john favreau he's known for acting for directing like the iron man movies and stuff and he plays happy in yeah iron him man. there we go yeah, um, he does good movies. I love his work. He did Jungle Book as well. And he didn't do Iron Man 3. 
No, actually, you know what's ironic is we just talked about the Predator. No, that I was just gonna uh, bring that up. The guy who did Iron Man yeah. Three is doing the Predator, so yeah. But don't yeah. let that stop you from seeing the Predator, uh, because not a lot of people liked Iron Man Three. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to throw that in there because John Favreau does good work. Yeah. And um, with new stuff on the horizon, we also got a lot of renews and cancellations because uh, spring for for television is ending. Um, so with that, um, Last Man Standing got uh, renewed, or no, it actually not renewed. It got picked up by Fox. Yeah. Which I think is really cool because that's a, I mean that's a pretty good show, and it's been it's been through a lot. I always enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So that's a Tim Allen one for those of you who might not know what we're talking about. Uh? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not not that particular Oh, show. man. <laughs> Doom, but it's all it's Tim Allen. One. Have you seen that video? It's painful. Uh-uh. You should watch it. I'll have to check it out. Um, so, Fox decided to pull a Thanos and um, pretty much try to save half of their shows. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and get rid of the other half. Um, one of those shows that they got rid of was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, one of my personal favorite shows as of recent. Um, what happened was the internet raged over the news. Uh, Twitter, uh, pe- yeah, people do what they do best and grab their keyboards and, you know, yell at the producers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so It didn't say Firefly. No, it didn't because people didn't have phones to or Twitter back then. <laughs> or... Social media was not a thing. Yeah. I don't think it was. I could be wrong. Maybe it was probably a thing. It's not... It probably didn't have as much influence as it does today. Right. Maybe maybe MySpace was a thing? Yeah, it would have been MySpace and Zanga and that sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so definitely not the same influence as it does today. I bet bet Shelly's never heard of Zanga. Nope. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, what happened with Brooklyn Nine-Nine was, um, uh, like, a day or two after it got canceled, uh, it got picked up by NBC who uh, NBC originally sold the show to Fox. Uh, so it's it's back home where it was always meant to be, I suppose. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but... I, that yeah, show, I remember... I remember hearing it got canceled. A lot of my friends were just, like... Even not online were, like... <laughs> so upset. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was... I, was, I, I would have cried. <laughs> I didn't care. I'd never even heard of the show except LJ saying, "Hey, oh, check this so out." Oh, so good. Terry Crews is in it. Um, I've never watched I it, but Terry I don't. Cruz does. I just, I probably would like it. It's so good. Yeah. I specifically use this platform to talk about one of my favorite shows instead of superhero stuff like Cody usually talks about. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, speaking to Terry Crews. Um, the uh, he obviously everybody's getting to Twitter, and uh, Mark Hamill was one of those people that uh, was outraged, and he said he holds a grudge every time one of his shows gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so Terry Crews uh, gives credit to Mark Hamill for bringing the show back with his force powers. <laughs> On Twitter, he he tweets at Mark Hamill and is like, "Thank you for using your force powers to bring our show back." So I, I thought that was cool. Nice. Uh, it's always fun to see. Uh, interaction between celebrities like that um so as far as that season as this season goes for canceling and renewing shows um 
I have a list in the show notes I wanted to include for everybody. Um, so shows like The Expanse and Inhumans are not um, seeing another season. Um, shows like Roseanne are, um, for example, are getting renewed. Stuff like that. A uh, bunch of other popular shows. This list is so long that it would take me more time to go through the entire thing. So, Ugh, dang. Uh, for <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bunch of networks. So uh, for anybody interested in um, finding out whether your favorite show is now chopped or not literally chopped, but on the chopping block, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> or, show though. Chopped is not a that good bad. show. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, check out the list in the show notes if um, you want to know if your show made it to the chopping block or if it's uh, got a extra life in it. Um. So anyway, that's it for TV news. Cool. And um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, Twitter question um, from Christ and Consoles. Uh, he he put it last week. It was just one of those things like it was kind of deep. And so um, we didn't really answer it. We, we couldn't figure out a way to answer it. And we were still having some, some struggles. But the question is, um, which video game has given you the strongest spiritual experience with God. Uh, does anybody <laughs> have still, an answer? <laughs> I have an answer. I don't think it's a... It's not one that I'm particularly satisfied with. Right. Okay. I, I feel like the original Assassin's Creed, um, in, in terms of getting a sense of the places that Jesus walked... Oh, yeah. Was, was a really neat experience. I mean, because you're talking about Damascus and, and that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. And it was... It was that area. Huh. Um, but as far as a spiritual experience, I, I don't have a good answer right <laughs> now. Um, there's one that made me think, uh, let's see, what was it called? Last Day of June. Oh, yeah. And that one isn't really so much an, a spiritual experience. I mean, it explores death. Mm-hmm. A bit, and that kind of makes me think about it, but it doesn't really get into faith at all. Okay, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you I mean, that's, a connection. That is a really, that's a really difficult question to answer. Yeah, no, it is. I would, um, I would love to hear what your what your answer is, uh, question asker. <laughs> Christ and consoles. Christ and consoles. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, the, there was a few different things I could think of um, that uh, one of the occasions where and when uh, this was at the time um, before I was really spiritually convicted by Grand Theft Auto. But uh, when I was still playing it, when five came out, um, there was a buddy of mine um, who I used to run with before before I got saved and sober and all that stuff. And so uh, he hit me up on an invite and uh was you know, and we were catching up, and I was telling him what I was doing with church and stuff, and um, and it was as we were playing Grand Theft Auto, of course, but it was you know like it was a conversation about you know me uh, you know sharing God with him, telling him what I'm doing and how I'm staying sober and all that stuff. Um, so I that's one of those things. It's like I think that's kind of what Geeks Under Grace is all about is to be able to share you know you know share faith you know. Through like the things we enjoy, especially video games, so um, that was a unique experience. And then another one recently, um, I connected with spiritually was God of War because uh, because of my relationship with my dad. 
uh, obviously. And a huge one is um, obviously the the theme of like grief and loss and stuff like that um, based on the story. And so um, in my review, I think I literally used the word breadth, like uh, the relationship with my with my dad and grieving are in that same breadth. Hmm. Uh, be- because of how um, my dad and stepmom committed suicide like four months literally after I got saved and um, you know my faith was strong enough to to where like I didn't let grief get the best of me um, there's a line that Kratos says in, in that where he says where he's, him and Atreus are arguing and Atreus thinks he doesn't he just doesn't care and Kratos tells him he says don't mistake my silence or don't what is it he says don't mistake my silence for lack of grief is what he says yeah and that line hit me hard, like, uh, just because of, through scripture and what I've learned through grief share classes and stuff, like, it just, everybody has their own ways of grieving, and and uh, from my own experiences, you know, some people just don't know how to, and others do, um, so that spiritually connected with me, for sure. I, mean, I think, kind of, kind of going on that idea, um... You know, when we were doing the fundraiser a few years ago, yeah. I was playing Tomb Raider. Oh, right, and, yeah. And, yeah, had that experience where somebody stopped in and asked, said, whoa, I just wanted to watch you stream the game. Like, I didn't even realize <laughs> all this other stuff was going on. Yeah. And got to ask and found out, oh, you're a Christian. Or is it, he said, do you all pray for people? Yeah, like, he, he said, he said, are you guys praying Christians? <laughs> yeah. I like, him, well, yeah. I'm thinking, what else <laughs> no, is we, there? We are Christians who do not pray. Yeah. yeah. So we, I mean, I, I stopped, paused the game in the middle of the live stream and, and spent some time was, praying for the guy. So cool. It was, so yeah, I, I was there during it and it was awesome. Yeah. I know we bring that, I know we bring that up a lot, but it's just, such it a was, fun. it was a special occasion for me. Yeah, so. for yeah. sure. I think everybody in that chat, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Alrighty then. Well, I guess if uh, we don't have any more response to that, um, I do want. I was to still trying to brainstorm, but oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you have an idea, like if you, I mean, I mean when it... I think about, uh, I wouldn't say stronger spiritual experience, yeah, but I think all of the religion in Dragon Age really makes me think about um, Christianity a lot because yeah. if you ever played Dragon Age, there is. The Chantry, and the Chantry is yes. their form of Catholicism, essentially. Yeah. Because you have... The state church. Yeah, state church. Yeah. Uh, you have Andraste, who's very similar to Jesus um, in the stories and things like that. Uh, and it's just, you know, how it's that sort of dealt with within the world of Dragon Age. And also seeing, like, worth things that are similar and different. I think that's always something that... I think a lot about when I'm playing those games. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't call it strong spiritual experience, but it's thought provoking, I suppose, in a spiritual sense. So yeah, um, like uh, that kind of brings me to uh, back to Conan Exiles. Um, there's a religion system in that, mm-hmm. and what that ultimately does is eventually you're supposed to have a like like a spiritual avatar, like a summon that'll come like defend like your your civilization. Yeah. Um, but the, like usually, um, but the 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 way this game handles religion, there's literally one that like is supposed to match up with like Christianity. Like yeah, it's it shares those same themes, and then there's one that like obviously shares themes of like darkness and like evil and all that stuff. Um, yeah, and then there's also these other weird like other 
strange themed ones, uh, but they all. Uh, but I just thought it was cool that they included something for everybody there. Um, yeah. So I, I like that when games try to try to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alrighty. Anything else? I don't think so. If I come up <laughs> with a better answer, right then now. I'll tweet it. But I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Christ and consoles. I I hope we answered your question to the best of our ability. Um, but I I kind of didn't want this question to go unanswered per se. Um, but um, we do want to hear your thoughts. Um, if you have a story about that as well. Um, for any of you guys. Um. Uh, we'll ask that question to you as well. Um, have you ever had any uh, spiritual connection with, you know, your favorite media, game, movie, or you know, book? Yeah, because yeah, um, I, if the, if the question was on movies or books, I could very easily answer. <laughs> My answer would be limitless, hundred percent guarantee. <laughs> but video games, there's no video game on limitless. Thankfully, I think that'd be weird. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, um, respond and ask us questions with the hashtag GUGCast. Um, we will read them on the show, uh, just like we do every week when we have them. And uh, lastly, I, I feel bad because I did forget to mention our patrons on Patreon um, at the top of the show. Um, forgive me, this is my first time doing this. <laughs> um, so, our patrons uh, are uh, Jordan Garner and Scott Phillips and... Uh, they donated to get the shout out on the podcast, and we greatly appreciate them and everybody that has donated to us, even during the pleasure drives and stuff. Um, without you guys, um, we probably wouldn't be here in, the, in this sort of capacity. Yeah. So, um, so where can we find you at, Joe? You can find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24. Alrighty, and you can find me at LJ on Twitter and Instagram and streaming on Twitch at Geeks on the Grace um, on Tuesday nights. Woot woot. So with that, uh, I will close in the usual way of saying keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Goodbye.